I went down to the potter's house, and there he was working at his wheel. Amen. How many of you here have ever worked at a potter's wheel? I know, actually, that there are many talented artists in this cathedral. I have seen your work. You begin with a simple lump of clay, and while you hold it in your hands, you have a notion, an image of what it is you are going to create, perhaps a bowl or a coffee mug, maybe a beautiful vase for the flowers you will grow, or a plate, or if you are ambitious, a set of plates, that you will serve a home-cooked meal to your dearest friends. Maybe you have been a potter for years, or have just begun the art. Regardless of your ability at the wheel, every potter knows what you intend to create when you sit down at the wheel is not always your final product. So it is with our prophecy from Jeremiah today regarding the house of Israel. So it is with the large crowds gathered to hear from Jesus in our gospel today. And so it is with us, the cathedral of all souls. The potter at the wheel, the clay in the potter's hand. The vessel he was making of clay was reworked into another vessel as seemed good to him. More often than not, what we think will be or what we intend to create changes. We are called instead to rework what we have in our hands. We are called to change our minds about what we think we are creating. For the past several weeks, we've been hearing from our scripture and from Jesus that we too must be willing to change our perspective on many different ideas and notions or beliefs, some that we may hold very dear. A few weeks ago, we heard from Jesus about peace. Jesus said, oh, did you think I came to bring peace? No, division. And Naomi led us through a change of heart and mind about what peace really is. She said, reflecting on Jesus' words, peace is not sitting in our private homes, saying, all is well with my family, this is peace. No, instead, the true peace that Jesus speaks of is a peace that comes from the presence of the kingdom of God, a public peace, not some private state of being. True peace is for everyone, and true peace is only realized in the pursuit of this common good. And common good often requires of us personal sacrifice. This is what Jesus had to say about peace. And then the next week, Todd reflected on how Jesus challenges the understanding of Sabbath. Jesus healed on the Sabbath because Jesus saw a need in front of him and he was called to meet that need. Todd offered to us that where we go from here as a community, 
will be determined not only by what we know or think about ourselves, but by what we choose to see in the world around us. And then last week, Naomi walked with us through our understanding of what it means to be exalted and honored and what true humility is. Jesus asked us in last week's gospel to change our minds about traditional gatherings and to invite not our friends and family to the great banquet, but to invite the poor and the lame and the marginalized. Throughout all of our scripture readings for the last several weeks, we have been asked to change our minds, to change our collective consciousness about what we think is true, and to instead lean into God's truth and God's call for humanity. This week's scripture certainly offers us the same invitation. In our gospel, Jesus says, If you do not hate your mother and father, sister and brother, and even life itself, you cannot follow me. This saying of Jesus is so subversive that only Luke uses the word hate. All of the other gospels prefer a less offensive version of the story. But for us today, we have Luke And Jesus, in it, subverting the traditional scripture that speaks about honoring thy mother and thy father. And instead, Jesus says, if you do not hate your mother and father, then you cannot follow me. This is, I suggest, a radical invitation for us to change our perspective completely. Jesus, in essence, is challenging our deepest cultural beliefs and assumptions. He was then and is now asking us to consider a radical new vision of humanity. In this scripture, we are being asked to consider who is family really to us as Christians. Is it our mother and father and sister and brother? Or is it all of humanity? Jesus teaches the crowd when we let go of just loving our tribe or our private family, then we are open to accepting God's call for us to love our wider community, to be a member of the body of Christ. Jesus suggests that When we love all of humanity like family, when we become a part of the body of Christ, we will need to consider the cost of that choice to us. Making that shift in perspective and priority is no small thing. It is a huge change to become a member of the body of Christ from a private tribe. And that choice, if we live into it fully, will change our whole lives. So, if we love life just like it is, we may not be willing to make that change. Thus, the strong language Jesus chooses here is to emphasize for us the enormity of that change he is asking us to make. This last week in adult formation, Our vestry warden, Bill Bryant, spoke of educational philosopher John Dewey. 
Bill was speaking about the transition we as a community now find ourselves in as we begin the process of calling a new dean. Bill spoke about the importance of being willing and open to change as an approach to our formation. The student's ability to learn, he said, is based on their ability to accept and lean into change. Every transition is a time of change. To really get the most out of a transition, Bill pointed out, we as a community must meet this time of transition, this time of change, with wonder, awe, and curiosity. This is how we will be open to being formed. To meet change with wonder, awe, and curiosity is to let go of what we think we are creating and to reimagine and remake what we hold in our hands as seems good. And this is exactly what the potter in the Hebrew Scripture does today. What enables the potter in today's Hebrew Scripture to be willing to rework his creation? It does not seem that the potter in our Old Testament story today spends too much time in anger or disbelief, that what he has in his hands needs to be remade. It does not seem like he feels like a failure or bemoans the additional work or is overwhelmed by the creative process in front of him. He, he simply remakes it as he sees as good. The key to the potter's ability to remake his work lies in his ability to imagine something different in his ability to embrace change and trust the process. The potter has been given the gift of creating, and the potter trusts not the end product, but he trusts the gift he has been given to create it. The scripture goes on to say, if the potter can remake the lump of clay cannot, O house of Israel, cannot God do the same with you? Cannot God do the same for us? All souls, we are the potter at the wheel, and all souls, we are the clay. We are seated at the potter's wheel, and we have been given the gifts to reimagine and recreate and remake this cathedral community together. And we are the clay. All Souls is a community where risks are taken, trust is present, and all are welcome. In our world today, that very mission statement is a radical invitation. And this deeply held identity of all souls is the clay from which God will remake us. This trusting and bold and welcoming identity that all souls claims as our foundation is our clay. And whatever we make, whatever God remakes of us, that foundational clay is what we are made of. Bill Bryant, our warden, said he has been a member here at All Souls through five tra transitions. From Zabriskie to the making of a cathedral to now the remaking of a cathedral. And he said every time what emerged from each transition was a beautiful creation. The prophet Jeremiah speaks of the house of Israel 
God is giving Israel another chance here in this reading. Jeremiah says that what will enable the house of Israel to be made anew is to listen to the voice of God. It would be easy for the house of Israel to focus on the fear of what might be, to think of all the ways God could fail them or that they could fail God. But the prophet Jeremiah reminds them, while it is human nature to focus on the fears and potential for failure within change, it is the fruit of faithfulness to listen to the word of God and to trust that we are in God's hands. What is God calling us to make with this clay as we sit at the potter's wheel? What things do we hold as true that Jesus is asking us to think differently about? What notions or beliefs about ourselves or our community and the world around us are being challenged right now? What are we being asked to see differently? How are we being asked to lean into change so that we can trust how God is remaking us? As a community, we are in a deep time of discernment. We are in a deep time of listening to God and listening to each other, a deep time of letting go and leaning into what will and can be. As Bill Bryant so poignantly stated last week, we can fear the darkness or we can enter lights aglow with wonder, awe, and curiosity. Friends, I have heard it said, change is inevitable but transformation is a choice, and that choice is clear. What will we imagine that we can create together, all souls? What beautiful vessel will we make, and how will God shape us at this time together? Then the word of the Lord came to me, can I not do with you, O house of Israel, just as this potter has done, says the Lord? Just like the clay in the potter's hand, so are you in my hand. Amen.